Welcome to the next episode of Morgan Yass for Podcast. It's Wednesday, the day that we welcome in uh, our NFL insider expert on our podcast, Trevor Voss. Um, we are still in, doing Zoom, but you are not in Colorado. You are actually here in Iowa. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get to see you this weekend. Yeah, we got a little Ryder Cup uh, tournament coming up on Saturday, so sounds like you're going to try to be there. It'll be good to see you and everyone else, and hopefully it's uh, somewhat warm. Yeah, I, don't right. if, I don't know if the weather's going to be very good, but we'll be there for a while. <laughs> All right, just kind of uh, – we're just going to review the 3-0 and teams and the 0-3 teams just like we did last week. Let's just go ahead and start with the 3-0 and teams. Uh, your, in quotation mark, Buffalo Bills uh, – held on and beat the Rams there to, to stay 3-0. Yeah, they started out good in that game. They had a 21-3 lead at half, and then the Rams came back. Um, Bills had to win it there on the last play. Josh Allen had five total touchdowns in that game. So, again, he's one of the top three or four MVP guys, and um, it was impressive for the Rams to come back on a, a tough defense like that. So, again, the Rams are looking a lot better than I thought they would, and Bills have a chance to get to 4-0 next week. So looks like a young team with a good future ahead of them with Josh Allen. Yep, absolutely. All right, and then the Steelers uh, went to 3-0 as well. Steelers, we were talking last week about uh, they were a pretty decent team last year. They just didn't have really good quarterback play. Um, here comes Big Ben. We didn't really know what to expect after the injury, but uh, they got the victory over the Texans, and Texas is one of those teams I was worried about this year, and they're off to an 0-3 start. But, yeah, it looks like the Steelers might be one of those teams that Kansas City has to get by, possibly in the playoffs, to repeat as Super Bowl champs. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then our next one, uh, Tennessee. First, let's talk about they, they pulled out the win against Minnesota. Uh, and just talk about them getting a 3-0, and we'll talk about them later in the podcast. Yeah, people are wondering if they were maybe just uh, – a surprise team last year didn't really think they could do it two years in a row with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, but again, he looks pretty good. Uh, not necessarily in the Vikings game, uh, but still, they got to they got to three and zero, and they're looking good in their division. Absolutely. All right, and then uh, Kansas City with a very impressive uh, win on Monday night over the Ravens uh, to go three and zero. Yeah, they won thirty four to twenty. The game really never even felt that close. The Ravens still lost by two touchdowns. I know but it, it was a pretty dominant performance by the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes had five total touchdowns. Again, I think Lamar Jackson is now 0-6 when he trails by 10 points or more going in the second half. So that's going to be something people are going to be talking about, I'm sure, all year. And uh, he probably won't have a chance to really silence the critics until the, until the playoffs come. And he's got to get a playoff win this year. Yeah, a little I bit of pressure he, to start to go on. If he put on Twitter or something like our kryptonite is the Chiefs or, you know, something like that too as well. He might have. I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I'm not sure if I if I saw that or not. But, yeah, I mean, the Ravens are still going to be a good team. I, You know, they'll be – I'm sure they'll be there in the playoffs, one of the top two, three, four teams in the AFC, and uh, they'll have a chance to prove themselves throughout the year and once they get in the playoffs. All right, and then uh, the Chicago Bears are 3-0. and uh, And, again, we'll talk about this game here in a, in a few minutes as well as one of our topics uh, after just talking about the undefeated teams. Uh, but, again, uh, the big news with the Bears is, you know, Trubisky was not playing well, and Nick Foles comes in. 
big time comeback and a big time win. And it looks to be as it's Nick Foles team. You knew it was just a matter of time. Um, and they went with it. And I think uh, Trubisky's time in Chicago may be done. Yeah, unless Foles gets hurt or really plays bad, Trubisky's probably going to be on the bench the rest of the year, you would think. Um, and I know I was driving back during this game, so I didn't get to see all of it until the very end. But it looks like the Falcons were up 26 to 10. Does that sound about right? Going to yes. the fourth quarter and gave up 20 points. And now it's two weeks in a row they've given up, uh, I think, a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter or so. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, – that's a, that's a tough one for the Falcons, but it seems like the Falcons and the Lions are, are just a couple of those teams that find a way to lose it at the end rather than win. But, no, it's impressive that the Bears are off to a 3-0 start. They had a they had a favorable schedule, so they're taking advantage of it. And that's what good teams do. They win the games they're supposed to, and we'll see if they can keep it up with, with Foles the rest of the season. Yep, and then, you know, staying in the NFC North there, uh, Green Bay is 3-0. Good win on the road um, against the, the Saints. Yeah, agree. I, I thought they would uh, win that game. Uh, they looked pretty good. Uh, New Orleans actually looked a little better than I thought they would. Um, Drew Brees did pretty good. Uh, I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers now is probably – some people have him as a favorite for the, the MVP award, but, you know, you're talking Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. I think those are the top four guys. Could look a lot different at the end of the year, but Packers are looking good, and that's uh, going to be a – potentially a good race to the end there in the NFC North between the Packers and the Bears. Yep. And then, you know, the last one, and, and you just kind of brought it up, you know, Russell Wilson, another great game, 3-0 uh, for the Seahawks. And they just – they're a good organization, good program. They just win every year almost. And it looks to be like this year, maybe they're just that step a little bit above uh, being able to compete for a championship. Yeah, I think since Russell Wilson's been there, they've never finished worse than 9-7. and seven. Uh, they're off to a great start, obviously, right now. Russell Wilson got 14 touchdown passes on the year, zero interceptions, I believe it is. It's, it's really good. I don't know exact stats there, but it's really good. Yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> For a while there, he only had a few more uh, incompletions and touchdowns on the year. But that changed a little bit against Dallas. Uh, Cowboys made a little bit of a comeback there. But, uh, no, Seattle looks really good. I was interested to see how they would be this year. There was a lot of worries about their defense, which they are giving up a lot of yards and points. So they're definitely going to need to get that fixed if they're a team that's going to, you know, potentially go into a Super Bowl and face someone like the Chiefs or the Ravens. They're going to have to play a lot better defense, but it's early in the year. Absolutely. All right, and then now let's go to the teams that are still winless on the year. We did, we're able to cross a, a couple teams off that list. Uh, Detroit did hang on to win. Um, just, But here are still the teams uh, that are winless on the year. New York Jets. I think this is, you know, I think they're going to be at the bottom of the league the entire year. Yeah, it, it might be the two New York or the two of the three New York teams that are racing for that number one pick for Trevor Lawrence between the the Jets and the Giants. The Jets look awful. So do the Giants. Um, Adam Gase, his seat's obviously getting hot. It, you know, I, I don't know if he'll be around at the end of the year. I don't think he will. I don't think he'll survive the season. Um, but yeah, the, those are two of the teams for sure that are going to be battling for Trevor Lawrence potentially. Yeah, and then, you know, just, you know, Giants are down on my list, but let's just kind of go ahead and talk about them. You know, the interesting thing, and we've talked about this, is you have to draft Trevor Lawrence, uh, but the Giants just spent, you know, a first, I believe a first-round pick on uh, Daniel Jones earlier just a few years ago. 
Yeah, they did. He, he looked pretty good as a rookie. He had a little bit of a fumbling problem. Um, and he's still, he's still turning the ball over, which you don't want to see. But for three games, he only has 72 yards rushing from his running backs. I know there's a receiver or two that, that's had some runs, and he's had some runs as well. But when it just comes to the running back, 72 yards through three games. And your best one's done for the year with the ACL. Yeah, and Daniel Jones is, looks to be the best running back. Uh, I see Freeman had five carries for 10 yards. That's a two-yard two average. Uh, Willie Gallman, Jr., seven or, a five, or four rushes for seven yards, 1.8. And <laughs> Deion Lewis, one rush for zero yards. So he's not necessarily – he's not getting much help around him. Uh, right. it, it might be tough to tell if, if he's the guy or not. But I think, you know, let's just say they did end up with the number one pick. I think you still have to take Trevor Lawrence. He's just a way better prospect than Daniel Jones is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, down to Houston, 0-3 as well. Um, you know, I think it's – you You kind of called this, but I think this is a little bit uh, surprising uh, with, you know, being having a real good young quarterback there. Yeah, I was a little bit worried about him because they'd given – or they'd given away a lot of draft picks and players. But they did have a tough start to the their schedule at Kansas City, home versus Baltimore, and at Pittsburgh. Uh, they've got the Vikings and the Jaguars coming up, so maybe they can rattle off a couple victories here. But, yeah, I really like Deshaun Watson still. Uh, yeah, that's that's a team that I think is trending the wrong way besides Watson. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and Denver is 0-3, and their injuries continue. It doesn't look to be getting any better. They may be another team that's competing for that uh, Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Yeah, they're uh, – and I know we're going to probably look ahead at this, but they're playing tomorrow night against the Jets. Both those teams are winless. I think the Broncos have close to $60 million on IR for the year. Uh, and Drew Locke's going to be out a few more weeks probably. So, again, if the Broncos end up with the number one pick, they have to they, they have to take Trevor Lawrence as well. I, I don't think they're a worse team than the Jets, uh, but we might find out tomorrow night just how bad the Broncos really are. And then I, this this team uh, really surprises me, but they look awful as well. But they they did play a, a much closer game uh, with Tennessee than I expected. But uh, the Vikings look really bad at zero and three as well. Yeah, a little surprising to see them at zero and three. Uh, Kirk Cousins finally had you know over like two hundred yards passing. I'm not sure if he's done that yet this year. He, he probably has, but he he did, definitely didn't look good the first couple weeks there. Um, they had a lot of turnover on their roster, and they were playing at home. So a little surprising to see them lose that game, and you have to wonder if they're regretting giving Cousins a little contract extension earlier this year. Or I think it was earlier this year, but, uh, yeah, they're another team. If Like we talked about last week, if they happen to get the number one pick, uh, the thing they have working, working for them is there's a rookie pay scale. So it's not like you're paying the rookie quarterbacks – these insane contracts if they get drafted number one overall. So I'm sure they could figure something out with the cap. Yep. And then, uh, you know, the Falcons are 0-3, and I think this is probably the worst 0-3. You know, I don't know if they're really that bad. They've just blown leads uh, late last two weeks against the Cowboys and the Bears. Their offense looks good, but uh, their ability to close out games and play defense is pretty bad. So, yeah, I, I don't think they're – maybe necessarily as bad as the other 0-3 teams, but they sure find a way to uh, give away games, including the Super Bowl a few years ago. And then, you know, the last one here, uh, we, we talked about the Giants, but then uh, Philadelphia 
is 0-2-1. And, um, and we can just kind of go right into our, our talk. Um, you know, Philly and Cincinnati tied. Um, so that just kind of throws a, a monkey wrench in the standings and everything. But uh, Philly doesn't look very good either. And Carson Wentz uh, just isn't performing like uh, the expectations for him are. No, he's not. And again, their offensive line's banged up. Uh, they lost Goddard, their tight end, backup tight end, I believe, for the year. And they just signed uh, an Iowa State guy. Hakeem Butler, their receiver, They're gonna big guy, putting him at tight end in quotation marks. But he won't line up at tight end, but he's a, he's a big six five six six guy. Yeah. Um, I, I still think Carson Wentz is a pretty good quarterback and potentially one of, the, you know, one of those top ten guys year in and year out. But, yeah, ever since their Super Bowl victory, they've just been trending the wrong way. And uh, I, I didn't – well, I just saw the end of that game when I got back into town, but it sounds like they were lining up, had a, a false start there, you know, over time and decided to punt the ball. And, you know, a tie is technically better than a loss, but it just – But there? you didn't even try to win. I mean – Right. How's it sit with your locker room and your fan base? I mean, I understand, you know, you kick the field goal and they return it or it gets blocked and you go from a tie to a loss. Like you said, that's technically better, but you also didn't even try to win it. You just accepted the tie. Right. That's kind of some, I think it's a bad look, uh, you know, but we'll see how that goes moving forward. Um, just kind of some headlines here. Uh, New England with the good win uh, over Las Vegas. They look good. You know, the, you know, the, Discussion preseason was, you know, who is more responsible, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Well, I would say they're both really good and they're both doing just fine without each other, which is why they were really, really, you know, and possibly the greatest combo in NFL history. Yeah, I, there was that debate who was more important, Belichick or Brady? And uh, Brady's looking, he's looking better week to week. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to be tough. Cam looks good with the Patriots. So, that's probably why they were the greatest combination ever and won all those Super Bowls and got to multiple more. Uh, it's because they're both Hall of Famers and the best of what they do. Absolutely. All right. And now kind of for the NFL news of the week, uh, Tennessee Titans did have positive cases that came out and they are shut down. They cannot get to their facility until Saturday. And then I think it came out this afternoon that they did uh, delay their game uh, with the Steelers this weekend, correct? Yeah, I think they're going to try to go Monday or Tuesday night, uh, last I saw. And you would think they'd want to try for Tuesday to give them more time. And also, there's probably not a lot of sports going on Tuesday. Uh, I'm not sure with the baseball playoffs now, so I could be wrong, I guess. But to take advantage of the ratings. But the problem with that is, is you only give the Steelers and Titans, you give them one less day to get ready for the following week, yeah. recover from injuries and, and all that kind of stuff, and get their game plan for the following opponent. And, and this was in the plan. I mean, you know, the NFL sent memos to everybody saying, you know, if this happens, playing Monday or Tuesday night was the expectation. So teams knew this going in. Uh, it's, it's, you know, they're not catching Pittsburgh off guard here by saying they're doing this. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate, but you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen again. I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. Um, I believe the Vikings have shut down their facility as well. Um, as of that I've seen, there's been no case, positive cases with Minnesota, uh, but just, you know, out of overall uh, protection and just caution, uh, they're going to do everything Zoom-wise 
And most NFL teams, you know, some people don't know, they don't really go back to practice till Wednesday, correct? Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't have went back, back to practice till today anyway. Yeah, usually I think Tuesday's a day where you show up, um, you get your rehab, you might do some film study, but actual practice, yeah, I think you're right, starts on Wednesday. And like you said, they, the NFL told these teams to, you know, be basically be prepared for anything as you have to be this year. So uh, it, it's certainly not a shock to these teams. Uh, it's a little inconvenient, but I'm sure no one's freaking out about it necessarily. Yeah, you kind of know going this year that you have to be ready for some some changes. Absolutely. They're just going to try to get all the games in because obviously um, it'd be really hard to justify different things if people are playing different number of games in football with the, right. with the low number of games to begin with. It'd be really hard. Yeah, it wouldn't be as easy as baseball or basketball where they could just go by winning percentage if they had to. With football, you've got a lot less games, so you want everyone to play the same amount. All right, and then uh, let's just kind of go. Uh, the NFC East uh, overall is horrible. Their record is 2-9-1. and one. Um, You know, the, I think the Cowboys and the Redskins have one win, and then, you know, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, a pretty terrible division. Uh, if the Cowboys start playing to their ability, I think they're, they have, they should have no problem winning it this year, especially with the injuries that the Eagles have. And obviously uh, the Washington and the Giants don't look to be competitive this year. Washington's got a pretty good, well, really good defensive line, and they have some good players, but Haskins has turned the ball over a lot and doesn't look like he's improved a ton. And as we talked about, the Giants are a mess. So if the Cowboys can play – go eight and eight. I think they win the division. Shouldn't be a problem. I agree. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, the NFC West is proven to be one of, if, if not the greatest uh, division in all of football, maybe even in history, overall record of nine and three. Obviously when they start playing each other, that's not going to sustain, uh, but just a great, you know, with the worst record being two and one on the year. Yeah, the worst record, uh, two and one with the Cardinals, Rams and 49ers. Uh, 49ers are banged up, obviously. Uh, they need to get uh, Jimmy G back. It'll be a few weeks from last I saw. And then, of course, you got the Seahawks who looked at Russell Wilson and uh, some other key players. Chris Carson did get hurt for the, the Seahawks. So he sounds like he's going to be out a couple weeks. Um, we'll see how they recover from that. But yeah, they'll start beating up on each other here eventually. But that's a pretty tough division compared to the NFC East, for sure. Absolutely. And then kind of the last thing for kind of headlines, you know, the Falcons have blown their third uh, lead late in the second half over the last few years, obviously in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And then, you know, last week against the Cowboys and then this week against the Bears. You know, Matt Ryan is one of the best, you know, quarterbacks in football right now. And really, you could argue over the course of NFL history, he's really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. And just you have to question the coaching staff and the decisions that are being made towards the end of games. I remember watching, you know, being a Bears fan, I was watching that game a little bit. And it was a third and 15 with I don't know, five minutes left or whatever. And they made a throw and he just threw it downfield way over, uh, you know, any receiver's head. And I just thought to myself, that's you know, a timeout that would have had to been used or just time that just run the balls third and 15, run it, punt it, and go on. But that's just play calling and decision making that you have to question when this keeps happening. Yeah, I think uh, right before we started talking, you know, you were wondering if 
that's the type of game where you fire the coach right after. Um, but the Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, he's a pretty reasonable guy. And he probably, if he wants to fire the coach, he probably wouldn't want to do it right after a game. Just out of respect, maybe give him a week or two. But uh, it's definitely getting hot there in Orlando. And they're at Green Bay on Sunday. Or uh, looks like Monday night. So potentially that's going to be another loss. They're going to be 0-4. Um, they didn't live up to the expectations last year. So I'd say within a week or two. I just, you know, you, you don't want to wish anybody being fired or anything, but just there comes a time and just like Lane Kiffin got off the plane and got fired on the spot, you know, there comes a time where it just, that might be the best thing. And, then, you know, and again, I don't know who they all have on staff there that even could take over. Yeah, I'm not sure who would take that over, but yeah, they, we'll see. If, if he hasn't been fired already, he's obviously has another week to go, right. maybe longer. Maybe they've discussed already that yeah, they can't. They have a date in mind, and maybe that's when it'll be. But yeah, absolutely. And then you know, it's a weird year. Money's different. I mean, I know all these guys are rich and everything, but it still costs a lot of money to fire a coach. Um, so I think we'll see that in college football and everything. Just you know, coaches are getting a little bit longer leash uh, because of that, of all the, you know, the buyouts and everything. You're paying this coach, you might as well have him do his, his work, at least maybe to the end of the year. Yeah, this year especially, you're right. They're, they're probably going to be given a little more time and leeway. All right, well, anything else, uh, you know, that you just want to talk on, uh, maybe looking forward uh, to this upcoming week? I know you said two, you know, Owen, three teams with the Jets and, and uh, the Broncos there uh, tomorrow night. You know, so obviously one of the O for teams will get off uh, off that and start moving forward. Yeah, one of those teams will get their first win. The other will continue to tank for Trevor, uh, as they're calling it. Cowboys at the Browns. Cowboys are one and two. I think they probably get that win there. But if they don't, if they end up going one and three, everyone will be freaking out because they're the Cowboys. And it, it's a big game for Baker and the Browns, too. If they could get the three and one, that'd be really that'd be huge for Cleveland. I don't know last time they were three and one, um, but yeah, that'd be a, a big victory for them. Seahawks now at the Dolphins. You figure they can probably get win that game and get to four and zero. Oh. Maybe we'll see Tua get in the game. Um, Ravens at football team. They had a pretty ugly loss on Monday night to the Chiefs. They probably bounce back, pick up the victory there. Uh, Vikings Texans two zero oh and three teams again. So. One of them is going to get their first victory. One's going to go to 0-4. Giants at the Rams. I think we know what's going to happen in that one. <laughs> that probably won't be pretty. Uh, Patriots at the Chiefs should be a good game. Again, Cam, Cam looks like he's playing well. Uh, if he keeps up the rest of the year, like we talked last week, maybe he'll get a, an extension or he'll get picked up by another team for sure if they weren't to re-sign his contract. Yeah. Bills at the Raiders. See if they can get to 4-0. The banged-up Eagles versus the banged-up 49ers. Uh, you figure the 49ers can get that victory at home and get the 3-1, and one, which would be pretty huge given all their injuries. Absolutely. We'll see what happens with Steelers-Titans. Yep, absolutely. Again, you know, just another week, um, you know, just, you know, with the COVID situation still showing it's in control with the disruption at Tennessee and Minnesota. Um, as of today, Minnesota's still playing on Sunday, correct, that you've – everything you've heard last I read I got online I think about an hour before we started talking just to see if there's any updates so I I think they're still planning on playing and uh, 
I'm sure the NFL is going to do everything they can to make sure the Steelers and Titans play, whether it's Monday or Tuesday night. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Trevor, and uh, we'll see you again next week. All right. Thanks, Morgan. Thank you for listening to Morgan You Asked For podcast. If you like what you hear, click the like button or hit subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from Morgan You Asked For podcast. Also, if you would like to comment or with any show ideas or anything, please contact me at Morgan You Asked For podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at RyanMorgan34.